My real name is Joe, and I've been living with leukemia for 11 years, and unfortunately, it's back. And because the leukemia is back, I cannot fulfill my role. I can't be that fighting champion, and I'm gonna have to relinquish the Universal Championship. When I was 22 years old, I was diagnosed with this, and very quickly, I was able to put it in remission but I'm not gonna lie, that was the hardest time of my life. I didn't have a job, I didn't have any money, I didn't have a home, and I had a baby on the way. And football was done with me. But you wanna know who gave me a chance? The team that gave me a chance was the WWE. But I wanna make one thing clear, by no means is this a retirement speech. Because after I'm done whooping leukemia's ass once again, I'm coming back home. It's not if he's turning heel, it's when. I think right now, they're what they're doing is making you think that he's going to turn heel and turn heel soon, but nothing's going to happen, and you're going to forget about it, and when it actually happens, you're going to be surprised. That's when they're going to get fans hyped up for this, being like, wow, I didn't think they were going to do that. They were teasing us all fall. We didn't think it would happen, and then bam, out of nowhere, when I stopped thinking about it, Dean turned on Seth. What if I told you that you were about to listen to another wrestling podcast? No, God! No, God, please, no! 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 This is the Not Another Wrestling Podcast. Join us as we discuss the ins and outs and everything you need to know in the world of professional wrestling. From the independent scene to NXT, all the way to the main events of the WWE. Our thoughts, our perspectives, and our predictions on the biggest topics and breaking news in all of pro wrestling. If it's happening, we're talking about it. Shut the hell up! This is the not another wrestling podcast here are your hosts sean mcchesney and cj palmasano all right let's get to it episode number eight episode number eight Thank you, Roman Reigns. Thank you, Roman Reigns of the Not Another Wrestling Podcast. Sean McChesney. CJ Palmasano. Are your host, Scott. A lot of wrestling to get to, CJ. As we mentioned in the beginning, we will touch on Roman Reigns and his situation. We'll start with that. We need to talk about the ending of Monday Night Raw and how nobody saw the Dean Ambrose heel turn coming. We'll get to that. Heel turn. 
of the decade. Absolutely. We'll get to NXT. We'll get to Johnny Gargano being revealed as Aleister Black's attacker, where that's going to lead probably a match at War Games. Will there be anything after that? We'll touch on that. A Bullet Club member has just announced that he left. Absolutely. WWE has confirmed uh, they will be in Saudi Arabia for Crown Jewel. Our thoughts on that. We were very vocal about it last week. I'm sure we have our opinions. And Evolution this Sunday, the all-women's pay-per-view just days away. So. Hey, I forgot about that. <laughs> so we'll touch on that. We'll give our predictions. We won't go too long with the predictions because really there's maybe... How many matches are you really excited for on Sunday? Well, I'm, Me for like it's maybe three. I was looking at the um, the card. I mean, I'm excited for Becky and Charlotte. Uh, Kyrie Sane, Shayna Baszler. Right. The finals of the Mae Young Classic, Io Shirai and uh, Tony Storm. Right. Um, other than that, I'm not really excited for anything else. Um, it says Rhea Ripley, the NXT UK Women's Champion, will be defending the title, but against an uh, opponent who will be late, later right. on. There were rumors when we leaked the card as well that there was going to be the, the inaugural WWE Women's Tag Belts on the line. Um, doesn't look like it's going to happen. Doesn't look like it's going to happen because Beth Phoenix was rumored to be in that tournament. Now she's doing commentary. So mm -hmm. uh, we'll just have to watch Sunday and see, but we'll, we'll get to that at the end. Um, Monday Night Raw started in a way that I don't think anybody expected. There were rumors throughout the weekend that Roman Reigns was hurt. He comes out in street clothes. Rumors appear to be true. Whether he's dropping the Universal title or not, we don't know. And he comes out and says, I have leukemia. And that was a bombshell. It was a pipe bomb, literally. And CJ, when I was watching it, I never heard a crowd go from booing Roman Reigns to dead silent in a Gasp second. Gasping. Literally, like, there were there were grown men crying, there were women in tears, Romans trying to hold it back, um, and, and then eventually, and I hate to say it like this, because it's an awful situation, but Roman finally got over. I know, it's terrible to say, but this is the loudest reaction we've seen for Roman Reigns in years in years as a single star probably the since least. the Royal Rumble when he was one on one with Batista uh probably I mean this is a really really uh sucky thing for, awful for, it's awful thing for Roman Reigns and uh it's it's crazy he got it diagnosed at 22 and he's 11 years later he gets it back again right uh if there's a bright side to that, though, and there's no bright side to cancer, no, but he's no. had it already. He knows when he has to it's go a, through to a, beat it. It's a cancer that's for sure treatable, and you it, can, it should you be can, the second time, right? It, yeah, second time. So he can, if he's beat it once, he can beat it again. Right. But uh, it's also something that if you catch early, start the treatment right away, and you will beat it for sure. Of course, and it's just the, the problem here is, and we talked about this off mic, is this is a situation that I don't think you and I have ever seen watching WWE. We've never seen someone have to leave no one, to get cancer no, treatment. No wrestler in WWE, at least, has ever announced that he has to leave because he has cancer. At least as far back as I can remember. So the issue with this is there is no timetable and no way to predict the timetable for when Roman Reigns is going to be back. We assume that he won't be at WrestleMania next year. I would assume that, he's out all, of WrestleMania. That's all we can assume. Because, again, he can beat this thing before WrestleMania, being clear is going to be a whole nother ball game. Um, he could very well beat it in March. He could very well beat it next November. Um, but it's a matter of getting back in shape. It's a matter of getting back in shape, seeing the doctors, being physically capable. Is it officially gone? Is it in remission? Do we know for sure if it's back or not? He'll probably, if he if he were to, 
and I'm just hypothetically speaking, let's say he beats it in March, he will probably have two checkups within six months to make sure it's gone before he's even considered remotely to be cleared. Mm -hmm. So my timetable, if I could predict one, and we can't, but I would say if everything goes perfectly, he'll be gone for one year. Yeah, I would say a year from now he'll be back. And I've been saying this to other people, and I believe I said this to you off mic, or I texted it to you, but when he comes back, he is going to get the loudest oh, yes. reaction. Everybody likes to say, claims that the loudest reaction from an injury or coming back from leaving for so long was Triple H at Madison Square Garden. Roman's going to get 10 times the better yep. reaction because you... You cheer a guy because he's back. He beat cancer. You can't boo a guy you who can't just came boo for beating now, cancer. Now, the fans, of course, will, you know, they'll be the fans, and it, it, Roman wouldn't have it any other way. He'll be booed within six months, I think. He'll, depending he'll go, depending he'll how back. they book him, but right. but seriously, people are going to be happy oh, that course. he's back. I'll be happy that he's back. Of course. Now, the question here is, do we have like his 2014 return where we hypes it up for four weeks and then he comes no, back and we're over or do we surprise the fans just, this just time? surprise the fan because surprise the fans that makes the reaction all the more better yeah i agree uh but yeah it, it is a horrible situation it sparked some face turns on raw including braun Strowman, mm-hmm. um who has tra- i didn't think they should turn him heel to begin with but regardless he's a face now he'll probably win the universal championship it looks like for, for the time being you know we don't know how long it's gonna be out so they have to kind of position somebody to be the guy right now and i think braun is the right person to do it with i think so and it's a horrible situation because you figured all right roman would win the triple threat he's gonna go into wrestlemania for the yeah. Shield triple threat that's now at the window I, there's no it's, doubt in my mind he's I'd missing WrestleMania. Back burner for now. I would agree. You'd, have, uh, you'd probably wait like another year to do the Universal yeah. Championship. And we'll get uh, into triple threat. We'll get into the Shield in a second. But just staying on Roman for a minute, it, it's horrible because it's like you watch a guy who you know you really stop and think about it. You know, and and listen, you and I were at Extreme Rules a few years ago, and we, along with sixteen thousand people, booed Roman Reigns out of the building. Mm-hmm. But. We will never deny that he's one of the hardest workers in the locker room. Oh, he's for sure. earned everything he's gotten. He's a four-time world champion for a reason. He works hard. World he champion. busts yeah. his ass, comes in day in, day out, and he's proven to be a real locker room leader. In fact, yep. uh, there was something that I saw on Twitter posted from Alistair Black's personal Facebook page, or at least a fan page. page. It, it was him, though. It was him who wrote it. Mm-hmm. He was talking about his experience uh, when he was on a UK tour a few years ago. And he debuted on main event against Kurt Hawkins, and he was on the tour with them for a while, and he was uh, cleaning up the locker room, and he encountered Roman Reigns a few times, and after a while, he said, he came up to him, pretty much told him, you know, stop cleaning up the locker room, take care of your own stuff, but you, but I'm letting you know that you are a part of us, you are a part of this locker room, mm-hmm. so you're a part of this tour, you're so go out there, do what you do best. Just kick ass, have fun, and you're one of us. Right. And he said, you know, I didn't get, but every time I got to encounter with him, that he was always so friendly. I always, we always give the handshake and a hug, and I'm, he's appreciate that he got to get to know Roman on that level. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Al, and that's very rare for Alistair Black to do that because he's not a very outspoken person on social media. Right. It's just, it, it's never a good thing to see a guy go down like this, especially a guy who works as hard as him. The uh, top guy, especially. The, the top guy, especially. It, it's one thing, CJ, to have never seen this before, but it happened to the world champion. 
That's another thing. It happened like, to the face of the company. Happened to the face of the company, exactly. That, that's like you backtrack 10 years if it happened to John Cena. This would be the exact situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it sucks. It's the top guy. It's the face of your company. It's the guy that you want to be the next John Cena. Probably going to be a Hall of Famer at one point in his career. I mean, to me, he's not the next John Cena. He's the... The, the only Roman the, Reigns. Yeah, you took the words out of my mouth. The yep. only Roman Reigns. And I agree. But th- to the point, they want him to be that guy. And, and the fact that now he has yeah. to step away. Like, like like Austin and Rock and right. and Shawn Michaels before him. That's the, the guy of the company. What I did like from, and we talked about how SmackDown was just awful. One moment I did like was, I, I don't believe, I don't remember if it was Jimmy or Jay. They did the Roman Reigns tribute off the I top I did see rope. that. They did, uh, they Cock the fist like yep. Roman does in this right off the punch. top rope, um, and yeah, it's it's a horrible situation. And, and what really made it hit home for me was first off, everybody who thought it was a storyline at first before the the Shield came out are just dumb. I don't think anybody. Be- I don't know about you encountered. I saw a couple tweets that were saying, "Oh, I thought it was a storyline until Roman and or until Seth and Dean came out." I go, "Why would they use leukemia what? for a storyline?" That's pushing. I'm it. like, you could say broken ribs. I have to. Pr- I have to drop the title. This and that. I know. They're not going to use cancer. I know Vince McMahon faked his own death, but it's a new world, and they're not going to pull something right. like faking a cancer treatments or faking cancer to get someone over. Especially when they do so much work for charity and Susan G. Coleman in October. The, con- not, the Connors not, Cure. The Connors the Cure. They, they're cancer. not going to pull that crap. They would lose so many sponsors and so much money so quick. Mm-hmm. But what really hit home for me was when Seth and Dean came out, both of them crying. Well, Seth was crying. Well, Seth was. Dean, Dean was trying to hold it in. Dean was the he was the stronger one of the three. They were right. hugging each other. The, the, the shield. But uh, you could see it, it was real. No, you could you could tell that it was Dean was um obviously he wasn't happy about it. He wasn't visibly crying, but Seth just just breaking down. It's just it It's scary. It's scary. It was sad. Um and then there's the video that uh WWE posted on their Twitter, you know, of Triple H giving him a hug and then Shawn Michaels talking to him, Paul Heyman hugging him and going into his ear saying, You're not alone. Right. You're not alone. Braun Strowman coming up to him saying, I love you, brother. You know, I'm gonna always gonna be here for you. You're gonna beat this. I love right. you. Um, Nia Jax. Nia Jax and Finn Balor. And then the group hug with Bobby Lashley and Char- uh, not Charlotte, uh, Natalia, Sasha Banks, and right. Bailey, him and Titus. Like, you know, everybody just showing this guy so much love because you look at a guy like that and he really just seems like a really nice, really genuine guy. And he works hard for what he's earned. Right. And you, you, no matter what you think of the guy as a wrestler, no matter what you think of the guy, um, you know, as a character on TV, you can't deny that he's a good person, and you never want to see someone like that go, go down. You can't. You also can't deny the fact that he's probably one of, if not the hardest worker in the locker room. Yeah. So he's yeah, earned, he's he's earned his spot. Absolutely. And what again, like you said, you don't wish this on anybody, but when it's no. your top guy, your world champion, the nicest guy in the locker room, uh, one of the most genuine guys in the locker room, that's a whole different ballgame. And, and I'm not saying it wouldn't be any different if anybody else in the locker room was diagnosed with it, but the fact that it was him is just is even worse. I know. But, um, yep, prayers are with you, Roman. We love you. We hope to see you very soon. We hope you have a speedy recovery, Roman Reigns, and we look forward to seeing you next time you're in the ring. Yep, and, and you know, and the thing is, like we've said before, it's the second time he knows what he has to do. He knows what he has to do to beat it. He knows what he's going to go through. Could be quicker than the last time. We don't know. But, again, this is one of those things where there's no timetable and we can't even predict one of when he's going to come back. Hoping it's within a year probably realistically if we're being realistic I'd say probably a year and a half two years we see him again 
Kick out leukemia too, Big Oos. Exactly. So why don't we move on to uh, Raw uh, a little bit later on the night. We'll get back into the entertainment part of this podcast. Yes. So you and I, and we played the pre-open before, said last week that this heel turn needs to come from Dean Ambrose when we least expect it. And we figured it happened at the Rumble or when we stopped thinking about it. CJ, if there was a time to stop thinking about it, when, first of all, after the announcement, we get the graphic of the tag team titles on the line. Seth and Dean are going to be the challengers. And you're like, so Raw is going to, if Raw is going to end, I'm going to be in tears. I'm like, they're going to, they're really going to do this to us. Seth and Dean are going to win the tag belts. They're going to do it for Roman, this and that. And that's exactly what happened. And you're thinking, and I'm watching it, right? And I'm thinking they're hugging it out. Everybody's crying. And also, just to kind of go back real quick, the the Raw announced team was breaking down when they were talking about Roman. Not Mm -hmm. so much Michael Cole, but Renee Young, Corey Graves Graves was losing it. Mm -hmm. Um, So just wanted to kind of point that out there, too. And that's probably the closest Renee Young even said on TV that she was married to Dean Ambrose, too, by saying that Roman has been by my husband's side for six years. That's the closest she's come to admitting it. They've never admitted it on, well, not... Well, not admitting it, but... But actually, I mean, the storyline a few years ago when Dean was facing Miz for the IC yeah. title, there was that. But other than that, that they, was, they, don't, that was they, quick. they don't really play up the Dean Ambrose-Renee Young right. marriage. Because they don't have in, to. In the storyline of, of TV. Everybody knows it. Right. Everybody knows that they're married. But, so so sticking back to the tag belts, you're thinking Roman's going to come out, you know, they're, they're going to have the shield fist one last time, whatever. It's going to be a feel-good moment. And the minute Dean dropped the championship, I was like, they're not doing this. Hits the dirty deeds. The place went nuts. And not nuts in a good way. They were stunned. I the was people stunned. were booing. They were like, I can't believe this happened tonight. And you even heard Michael Cole, not tonight. Please, not on this night. You notice Renee Young didn't say a word. I don't think anybody said a word after Michael Cole was done talking. Nobody said anything. They really let the crowd and the people watching at home take in what was just happening. Yep. The reactions were just unbelievable. Like that one Hispanic lady just standing up with her arms in the air like, what, what, what the hell? Right. And we said Dean, when we talked about this last week, said Dean had to brutalize Seth. Oh, he and did. And that's what he did. That's exactly and, what he did. And, you know, when he walked up to the stage and then you see cut to Seth, like he's just, he's distraught. He can't believe what's happening. Right. This was, for me, the best heel turn I've seen in years. I agree. I think that he is... Dean Ambrose is hated more than Tommaso Ciampa, and that's, oh my say, God. that's saying something. Just take his theme song away now at this point. Um, but I will say this, and, and I agree with you, it was a phenomenal heel turn, but everybody is split on was this the right night to do it. Now, I will say it was only because we never saw it coming. They won the tag title belts, they did it for Roman, this and that, and all of a sudden, put it this way, if they had won the tag belts on any other night and he did this, we would have never saw it coming because they became the tag team champions. But it was on this night when Roman said, I'm stepping away to battle cancer, I'll be back as soon as I can. This is the night that Dean turns heel. You never saw it coming. So for that aspect, clever move by Vince to pull the trigger however it was very fresh the fact that and, and I somebody said this to me too how they use storylines like this all the time you know with uh with Charlotte Flair's brother uh with Paul Bearer and I'm like even Paul Bearer as fresh as it was it was still maybe eight nine days before CM Punk pulled the crap that he did this was two hours later um so I'm not necessarily saying that I hated 
the heel turn for when it happened. I'm just trying to play devil's advocate. I agree with what you're saying, but you can't deny a lot of the fans that are upset for what happened. Oh, let them cry. <laughs> let them cry. This was great because nobody gets heat in wrestling anymore. Nobody. Nobody gets real heat. Everybody loves everybody. And I am vi I'm a victim, not victim, <laughs> but I am someone who does it. I like a lot of more wrestlers than I hate a lot of more wrestlers. I love Dean Ambrose, but and this is perfect because people will legitimately hate him for this. Yep. They will legitimately hate him for this because you turned on your best friend and then two hours later, one of your other, your other best friend announces that he has cancer. You you dedicated this match to him, and now you betrayed your best friend. I think because I think when he was doing, it, he says, "Say it again, say it again." I think because I don't know, I don't know what Rollins calling. I don't know what I don't want to take or whatever. But the thing is, Ambrose probably hear about it next week. We probably will. It's going to be interesting moving forward because they're the tag team champions now. They're probably going to drop them to someone like AOP or something. So the tag team belts are back in the real tag division. Mm -hmm. But this makes Dean Ambrose the top heel on Raw. I agree. To maybe top heel in the WWE. Yeah, top heel in WWE for sure. My thing with it is, with Roman leaving, not knowing when he's going to come back, it looks like they're going to put the title on, on Braun Strowman. Right. And they're going to do a Drew McIntyre-Braun Strowman uh, feud for the title. At some point, I feel like Dean's going to get the title. I feel like he's going to get the title, and that's going to be... He's going to be your top heel on Raw, because I know they wanted... Before this whole thing with Roman Reigns happened, they wanted Roman to be the top babyface, and they wanted Braun to be the top heel. Now you have to change everything. So it looks yeah. like Braun's going to be the top babyface, but Dean is the perfect guy to fill that spot. Right. I mean, we thought Champa, Tommaso Champa was the... I, I thought he was the best heel in all of wrestling because he had no music, he had no shirt, now he has a shirt, now he has music, and they're both awesome, which makes me like him more. Right. Sure, I love Tommaso Ciampa no matter what he is, if he's a babyface or a heel, but from a fan perspective, you kind of want your bad guys to be bad guys, your good guys to be good guys and booked properly. And Dean Ambrose, you know, I wouldn't get, I wouldn't give him any merch, you know, keep the theme song or change the theme song. Change the theme song to something darker. Or darker or just... You know, don't give him a theme song anymore. He can come into the crowd. People throw stuff at him. Like, well, I was even just gonna say that the way he left in the crowd the other night, you have him start coming through the crowd again, mm -hmm. just with no music. Again, like you said, no merch. Have him come out shirtless and stuff. You know, like do something like that. Do what you can. If if Vince learned anything from the Tommaso Ciampa run over the last couple of months that Triple H pulled off. Use something like that. And again, he already did the... And again, not saying it was the greatest night to do it, but it was the right time to do it to pull the trigger on the uh, on the Dean Ambrose heel turn, mm -hmm. right? So I'm not saying it was the greatest night to do it, but it was the right time. I agree with you on that. Take advantage of it. You already did it right. The f you've already started off strong. You have to keep the momentum going. At some point, I feel like this feud has to end with a uh, Universal Championship match between Rollins and Ambrose at Mania. That could be the main event. It could be. Or, uh, you know, I don't know. what. It's interesting what they're going to do. What they're going to do with the tag titles. How much longer is Seth going to hold on to the IC title? You know, if when uh, if Braun wins the Universal Championship, you know. How long is he going to hold it? How long is he going to hold it? Because I feel like this is the best story that's going on on Raw right now. It's potentially the best story that's going on. In uh, on main on the main roster. Well, here's the thing: you still have a week and a half before Crown Jewel, right? It's a one-on-one match as of right now. Dean is not scheduled on the card just yet. 
the World Cup is. The World Cup, but they, he's not they, in the World Cup. Yeah, but they they haven't announced like how that's going to play out. I feel like they're not going to announce anything until like the night of. Like, oh, here are the brackets for the World Cup, and then these semifinals, and then all the way to the finals at the end of the night. I feel like that's what we're going to we're going to get at right. uh, at Crown Jewel. But my point is, Dean is not scheduled yet. What if somehow Dean ends up in the triple threat? And he walks out the Universal Champion. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but Dean isn't scheduled for anything at the moment unless he's scheduled to, you know, cost set the World Cup at the end or whatever. But as of right this moment, Dean is not advertised for that event. Yeah, but it actually makes more sense for McIntyre to get involved in that match, not Ambrose. Okay. Because he's the one who's feuding with Braun Strowman. I just think, and like you're saying, and again, this whole leukemia thing has thrown everything up in the air. So really, no matter what you do, it's not the wrong, the 100% wrong thing to do. No matter what you do, even if Braun holds the title for two weeks, it really doesn't matter because all your plans have been thrown out the window. They have to do something. They have to do, and listen, Braun is probably going to win at Crown Jewel. But I hope he does. I, I really hope he does because I'm, I'm not ready for another world title Brock Lesnar reign. Not yet. Um, not, not yet, at not least. Not ever. Not ever. Maybe if he starts wrestling on Raw, consider it. Point is, yeah, Braun's probably going to win the belt, but you have to do something to get that belt on Dean. And it's going to look sloppy. It's going to look unplanned. But at the end of the day, you really don't have a choice right now because you've already have these two booked in this title match for a long time with Roman. So it's probably been booked for probably since the end of September. Possibly. Dean is the top heel on Raw, and if no one knows it yet, they're going to soon. He needs the world title. So at some point, whether Braun wins it, maybe if he loses it two or three weeks later, maybe it's in a triple threat match so Dean Ambrose doesn't make him look that bad. Maybe if it's mm. between him, McIntyre, and Ambrose, I don't know. But at some point, CJ, you're right. Dean Ambrose needs to be the universal champion going into WrestleMania. It should be Dean and Seth at WrestleMania for the title. Yep. For sure. And Ambrose needs a proper WrestleMania moment, which he hasn't really gotten he was in the ladder match at 31. Didn't uh, he, win. He didn't win. He was he faced Brock, and that was it was a glorified squash match. Like Ambrose hardly got anything in there. 33, he was on the pre-show because Baron Corbin couldn't keep his mouth shut, and 34, he was injured. Yeah, 34, he was hurt. And 34, but when, but when he came back, he just looked like a heel. He, he just looked like a heel. Well, we we predicted this since uh, our SummerSlam prediction show that this was going to happen. We actually predicted it to happen at SummerSlam. So the fact that they've waited this long is like, okay. And we even said last week they need to find their opportunity. Last week was their opportunity. Vince mm-hmm. was probably like, I don't like this any more than you two are going to like it. But it has to happen tonight. And the reaction worked. Because if this had happened any other night, Dean would have been cheered. Because it was like the heel turn final. I think he still would have been booed. Well, he wouldn't have been as booed as he was the other night. Maybe not, but I he still got f- booed out of the building. I still feel like he would have been booed because Seth is over, supremely over as a babyface right now. He is, but I I don't think the reaction wouldn't have been as bad any other night besides yeah, had Monday they, night. Had they not did the turn when you know Roman announced he had cancer. Right. They they did bring a real life story into a storyline and as much as that sucks like you said that was the absolute right thing to do. And yeah. people aren't going to like it and you can understand why but think of it from a ratings perspective think about all right how are we going to make this guy look like a heel the best way possible? Turn on your best friend 2 hours later uh, 2 hours after your other best friend said he has to step away and fight cancer. That's the best way to do it. And as much as it sucks, 
that's the business. And if there's anything that Roman Reigns stands for, it's the show must go on as planned. Well, Vince McMahon stands for a show must go on. Right. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. So, who knows where they're going to go with that. Plans are very up in the air. As of right now, the only thing we know is it's Brock and, and Braun for the Universal title in a week and a half. What they do after that with the title, we don't know. But it needs to end with Dean Ambrose being the champion going into Mania. That's what I think it's... Or, I hope so. Or have this be a huge Intercontinental title feud. Nah, it shouldn't be Intercontinental. This, I don't think it should be, but should, they do thing. have something to work with right now. Uh, yeah, right now, but this needs the world title. I agree. Why don't we move on to NXT? Um, Johnny Gargano was revealed as the man who attacked Aleister Black. Wow, never saw that one coming. Um, Talk at him? Yeah, I, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> um, we ha- we knew that going into TakeOver Brooklyn, that it was most likely either him or Ciampa. I feel like they wanted to do Gargano because that would be the most shocking thing. And the crowd was legitimately shocked. They were shocked. Aleister Black just screaming at Regal, going, where is he? Where is he? And he super kicks him, goes in the mic and says, I'm right here. Drops but, the mic. But that's the thing, too, because a lot of people are like, well, it's a Johnny Gargano heel turn. Is it necessarily a heel turn? Are we able to say that yet? Is it? I don't know. I don't know, especially the way Johnny was like, I'm right here, bro. Now, all of the... Um, the exclusives backstage, him walking right past his wife, not even acknowledging the fact that she was there, him ignoring Kathy Kelly for an interview, not saying that's heel Johnny. That was Johnny after he lost in Chicago. That was like dark Johnny Gargano. So I don't necessarily know if this is a heel turn. Obviously, it'll lead to a match at War Games. Mm-hmm. But like you said, the plan should still be for Johnny to win the championship at Brooklyn Five, and I do agree with you on that. Yeah. Um, a lot of people thought it was going to be Aleister Black and Tommaso Ciampa with Black getting his rematch. Um, when it's after Brooklyn, it seemed like they were going to do a thing with Dream and Gargano, but they had a match on NXT TV. Um, but it looks like they're going to be doing uh, uh, Tommaso Ciampa and Velveteen Dream, and it looks like, and obviously they're going to be doing Johnny Gargano and Aleister Black right. at War Games. This is this. This takeover, these these takeover cards, I always get so excited for them. Mm-hmm. I always get so excited because every single one is so good. And this one, it's every single one that happens has the potential to beat the previous one. Right. There are a few ones in the middle. Like, Chicago was really good this year, but there was no way I thought it was going to beat... Um, New Orleans. New Orleans was phenomenal. New Orleans is still the best one. I thought Brooklyn 4 was the close second. But still better than Brooklyn 3-2 and maybe 1. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, you're right. I mean, when when you go into, you know, your weeks before TakeOver, the card finally starts coming out, it gets exciting. It really does. Um, and, you know, who knows really right now what they're doing with the Women's Championship right now because that match is at Evolution on Sunday. So we'll probably won't know what they're doing with that at TakeOver until after Sunday. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, regardless, I mean, the card looks to be shaping up well. You got the War Games match that everybody's going to be excited for. Um, Aleister Black, Johnny Gargano, I think could tear the house down going one-on-one. His Just him coming into the building, just beating the hell out of the security guards, black massing everybody. He's just kicking everybody in the face. And then he hits a black mass of the camera guy when he's walking in. Yep. Everybody, and then he hits a black mask to Lars Sullivan. Champa and Dream just flee mm-hmm. out of the ring. Champa and Dream are like, uh-uh, I'm getting out of here. Uh-uh, I'm not dealing with this. Yep. Like, 
And the whole time, Nikki Cross was trying to make you think like it was Champa, it was Velveteen Dream, even Cassius Ono. Well, when watching the video back, as soon as he put his hands on Regal and said, "Where is he?" I knew it was Gargano because Champa's right outside. Yeah. So if it was Champa, he would have went after him. True. So at that moment, you, you could have thought it was Cassius Ono because he wasn't in the ring. But at that moment, I knew it was Johnny. Mm-hmm. You knew it, and but yeah, that's the thing, like. We had figured for months that they were going to figure out a way to get Champa and Gargano the last time ever, at least on NXT at Brooklyn 5. And while I still think that has the potential to happen, it's kind of up in the air right now because we don't necessarily know if Johnny turned heel or not, or this is maybe just a frustrated the Johnny. Injury that, sorry, the injury that Black sustains almost makes things better because it makes you see feel like if they if the triple threat did happen at Brooklyn Four, um, and if Alistair Black wasn't gonna face um, you know Champa again for the title, and if they want to go with somebody else, it's still cool to do with Johnny Gargano, Alistair Black. They'd still be baby faces, but the, I, you know it's kind of cool that Johnny Gargano is a little bit more on the darker side. He right. fits better as a baby face, but. We'll have to wait and see because it could be, it could still be a thing where like he realizes what he's done. He comes out of the darkness and he's just like, what am I doing? What the hell am I doing? And he finally comes back and be and becomes Johnny Wrestling again. And yeah, we, we said this in the very first episode that we think that this is all going to end with Champa and Gargano main eventing Brooklyn one last time, and Johnny finally wins the NXT Championship. Right. And you know, I remember even in Brooklyn Four in the Last Man Standing match when Champa was handcuffed, I looked at you, I said. It might happen tonight. <laughs> it was. I didn't think it was. I I knew they would pull something. I thought it would end something in a draw. that made you, something that made you think. Well, as soon as Johnny fell off the stage, I was like, they're gonna end this thing in a draw, which I predicted that morning could happen. Mm-hmm. And then Tommaso, being as Tommaso's can be, just kind of swung his just way off the stage and was standing because he was handcuffed mm-hmm. and won the match. But anyway, yeah, I'm I'm excited. Tomorrow screaming, Champa survived. Champa survived. But yeah, I'm I'm excited for Alistair Johnny. I'm more curious though of what happens after that because obviously they're gonna have a great match in LA it's really the matter of again what happens next is Johnny a full-blown heel does he come out of the dark side after his match with Alistair because you probably assume Alistair may win actually I really don't know if Alistair's supposed to win that match it could go anywhere really in between I could see Johnny winning I could see Alistair winning I don't know and it's not necessarily of who you want uh, to me because the majority of the time for me I'm always watching sitting down watching wrestling and NXT in general that I'm excited to see the match itself not necessarily who am I going to root for? Because well, it's not about who to root for. It's about who needs the win more. I don't know who needs the win more. I would say to further Johnny's story coming out of the darkness, I would say Alistair needs to beat him. Mm-hmm. But then again, you could argue that Johnny needs to beat Alistair so he can further this dark obsession of his right. to eventually come out of the darkness and realize what he's doing. So that that match I'm looking forward to very much a takeover. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to takeover a lot as well. just overall as well. Like you said, takeover just gets better and better every single time. Now New Orleans, I they'd have to go all out to beat New Orleans and I think Brooklyn 5 is going to have the potential just cuz they have ROH uh, right over the river. Um 
But and New Japan and New Japan, of course. But uh, yeah, it, it's going to be one of those things where you're going to be tuned in to watch and just to see what happens. Because I am curious to see if they're going to drag out a heel turn or if he's going to come out of the darkness and be like, you know what? In order for me to get the NXT title, in order for me to get to Mazel Champa, I need to become Johnny Wrestling. And he wor- maybe works his way up from the bottom, mm-hmm. wins a number one contenders match after the Royal Rumble to get Tommaso one last time, and then they set up that final showdown at Brooklyn Five. Hope it's telling a cell. Um, <laughs> And just sets up that one last clash between the two that'll end with Johnny winning the championship. Tommaso gets called up after that. Johnny probably gets called up at SummerSlam after yeah. that because he doesn't need the NXT title that long. He just needs one run with he, it. He just needs a, to say that he won the NXT championship. Absolutely. That's all he really needs. Absolutely. Uh, before we get to Evolution, you gave me some news this morning about Cody Rhodes no longer being in the Bullet Club. He said it himself. He said it himself on Twitter. So apparently last night, Cody Rhodes was doing a Q&A. He, once in a while, he does these when he's bored. No. And uh, it's, it's usually hashtag Cody. Someone, or the Twitter user of Camdell the Gray at Cameron Holt 41 I'm giving you a shout out here, man. If you could have any wrestler from any promotion join Bullet Club right now, who would it be? Cody replies and says, the Bullet Club is all Jay's thing, referring to Switchblade Jay White. Right. Jay's thing now. Loved being a part of it. Met some good folks. Someone replies with Admiral Akbar from Star Wars, you know, the whole, it's a trap from Return of the Jedi. It's a meme says, it's a work. Cody replies and goes, is it? It's weird. Weird folks are struggling with this. The last major New Japan show featured a segment showcasing the new BC, and I wasn't in it. This ain't a mystery. I am 100% not in the Bullet Club. 100% the Bullet Club is awesome and will continue to thrive. So there it is. It's the end of an era. End of an era for Cody Rhodes. He's. I, I'm shocked by this. I, I mean, I knew if he's going to WWE, I know at some point he's he would eventually have to leave the Bullet Club, but I'm shocked that he's out of the Bullet Club entirely. But you know what? That's a, in a way, that's a good thing because just last week we were talking about if all these guys leave and go to WWE, if Cody is no longer in Bullet Club, that just helps a big star for New Japan and for Ring of Honor on his own. Because mm-hmm. really, Cody Rhodes doesn't need to be in a faction. He's built, I mean, it was cool that he was in Bullet Club, but. He's built up such a big name for himself that he can now be one of the top stars in Ring of Honor. Yep. And New Japan. I agree. That, you know, you just have, oh, we have, you know, it's, they say, oh, we have the Bullet Club with the Young Bucks and Marty Skrull and Hangman Page, Cody Rhodes. They're like, now you can just say, we have Cody Rhodes, the Bullet Club, Jay, uh, Jay Lethal, Jeff Cobb, uh, Christopher Daniels, and like, you know, all these guys. And I, it sucks, but I think this is a good thing. This is a very good thing. I agree. And again, like we we talked about this last week of, you know, are they going to go to WWE? Are they going to go to NXT after their contracts are up? This might be an indication that that is actually going to happen. He's at least going to leave New Japan and Ring of Honor on January 1st. Um, I'm a little shocked by it, but at the same time, like you said, Cody doesn't need a faction. He's built up a reputation on his own. And, you know, with the help of the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega, of course, he's become a huge name in the wrestling world. And not even just in WWE, but in the independents as well. So... I think this is an indication that at some point, very soon, he's going back. I think he will. I mean, at some point. I mean, but 
He's uh, he's still tearing up on he's still gonna be tearing up on the Indies for the time being. Well, exactly. I mean, you still have a couple of months before that contract is up. Was that Jan- you said January first? It was right. January first. January first. And who knows? Maybe they get extended for the the, the show at Madison Square Garden just for one more night together. Um, but yeah, I mean, just from that tweet alone, I not necessarily saying that that could be true, and maybe he is just leaving the Bullet Club. But my indication would be that he's gonna jump ship soon, and that is a good reason why. Yeah, I mean, you never know. But he, I mean, he also said like you know he could never really take creative direction from anyone anymore. Right. That's one thing he said on like Jericho's podcast a while ago. But then again, you know, money always talks. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if, it's, if the offer's right, you know, you ne- you never know. Did you play but, the lottery this week? Yeah, <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> some some dude from South Carolina won. Great. Won and, won the whole whole damn thing. And the best part about South Carolina is you get to remain anonymous. <laughs> yeah jerk anyway let's move on to I take it you played and you lost I did not play and I knew I wasn't winning anyway <laughs> so uh, a big thing that just broke this morning is WWE has confirmed that they will go to Saudi Arabia for Crown Jewel it has been confirmed called it um, you did call it and you know I can't really say I'm surprised because in my opinion if they were going to pull out of the show they would have done it maybe a week or two ago it would have happened by now it would have happened by now I think I heard rumors all over the last couple of days, they were frantically looking for locations. I heard Albany, New York was a big destination that they could possibly bring the show there um, because they were already advertised for a live event there. But I know somebody on Twitter said, not everybody's going to Crown Jewel. Um, so it could have just been a simple WWE live event that was happening there. Uh, but yeah, I'm not surprised. Um, the only thing I will say is I just hope Vince is ready for the backlash he's going to get. Well, like I, I said before, uh, last uh, last week I said before that um, it, it's going to take a, a call from Trump, tell him not to go, and reports are saying that Donald Trump has reached out to Vince McMahon, and that is still not changing his mind. Yep. Unbelievable. You even just said it two minutes ago. Money talks. And Saudi Arabia is paying a lot of money for the WWE to be there. Obviously, you know... and. Not saying that WWE doesn't have enough money. Gail Kim tweeted something last week saying you have enough money. You can put it somewhere else. You can pay your big stars to be there. Because obviously the big money was going to Shawn Michaels, was going to Brock Lesnar, was going to The Undertaker, Kane, Triple H, all those guys. Um, and Saudi Arabia wanted all of them. So at the end of the day, again, I can't say I'm surprised by this. I'm not because it should have happened at this point. Maybe a couple of weeks ago, maybe three weeks ago, they would have pulled out of the show when this story really got serious. But... You know, at the end of the day, they are contractually obligated, and that's in the statement that WWE released this morning, saying that we are going to fulfill our contractual obligation, and we will be in Saudi Arabia for the show. Getting back to Bullet Club, just briefly, there was there's a tweet from Matt Jackson of the Young Bucks saying, money ain't everything, so that could... That could mean something. That could mean, you know... That could possibly mean whether or not if they're actually going to go to WWE or not. They're also kings on social media, so we'll never know. Um, we'll never know, but Until it happens. This is... I said that they're not going to move, and they're going to do the show regardless of what happens. Not the right move. It's not, but you know what? At the end of the day, we saw it coming. It, it should have been done by now. Th- there are reports of like the that the reporter Jamal Shikogi, is that he's dismembered body parts. Oh yeah, it was bad. Like this is really this is real stuff, life, and this is really bad. Like. 
I, I can only imagine the the hell uh, that WWE is going to get. We mentioned last week that this could top the backlash they got for the Chris Benoit, and that wasn't 100% Vince McMahon's fault. Like, yes, there there could have been better tests, and they there had better been, tests now because of it. There could have been better treatments back right. then. And there is now because of it. Mm-hmm. But this is 100% Vince McMahon's decision. I'm sure Stephanie and Shane and Triple H have had their own opinions about and, going and Linda, or not. You know. Linda, I'm sure, has had opinions because, like you said, she's on Trump's cabinet as well. So I'm sure everybody has had their own say. And, you know, there were rumors this week that John Cena and Daniel Bryan refused to work in Saudi Arabia. refused to work in Saudi Arabia. I mean, a lot of people have refused to go there, but there are... You know, none of them have a lot of power as much as Cena and Brian. Exactly, and that's what I figured would be enough to move the show. But end of the day, the last word comes from Vince. He says, if he says you're going, you're going. And now he's going to have to deal with, you know, our Cena and Brian all talk because Cena's in the World Cup tournament, Brian's in the WWE title match. So if this is true and they're not going, how do they write him off a week and a half away from the pay per view? I don't know if they write him off, but um, they could be told, like, no, you're going. They could be like, no, we're not, and then they can just find them. Yeah. Cena, I mean, he's got all the money in the world. So I don't think Brian cares. I mean, at the end uh, of the yeah, day. Yeah, I don't think he cares either. I think really they care about their personal morals. Rather, and their beliefs. And their beliefs rather than going to a, going somewhere and getting a paycheck. Obviously, a paycheck is nice. Money is nice. But there are what you strongly believe, and if they are against it, good on them. Good on Cena and Brian. Because they agree with a lot of fans and a lot of other people in the, within the company who says we should not go. Yeah, I agree. And I don't think they should go because, you know, it, it's going to look like that they're supporting what happened. And what happened was horrific. It's despicable. I don't agree with them going. Obviously, we're going to watch and we're going to talk about it because we do this podcast. We need to know what happens in a week and a half, especially, mm-hmm. you know, with the whole Roman Reigns leukemia thing. All of Raw has been thrown upside down. So we want to see what happens. But. I said this last week. I'm not going to support them for going, nor would I ever. But of no, course, I'm no. going to watch because we need to talk about it and and you know see what happens. But under no circumstances do I support Vince's decision on this. I think, you know, realistically, if the rumors of them frantically looking for another location are true, why couldn't you find one? It's obvious to me that Vince's motive was to go from the very beginning. Obviously, yes. He, I mean, the money he. <sighs> It's always money talks to Vince McMahon. It's always money talks, and that is his driving force with this whole thing. Yep. And I've said before, they're going to make money in spite of all this. They're going to make money regardless of no matter what they do, they're going to make money. And I even said it last week, the the person here that's got everything to lose no matter what is Kane. Is Kane, yeah. Because he can back out of this and be like, oh my God, you backed out of one of the best tag team matches of all time. Or he can go and receive and, uh, backlash and him, when he comes him back. going as a politician does not help. No, absolutely not. So he's got everything to lose on this. I'm actually surprised he wasn't one of the ones that says, I'm not going. I think he, one thing he is, I think the money that he is making from this, uh, I think he's going to He's be, also a company guy. I think he's also going to be donating to... Uh, the town right uh, so that that is, that is one good thing that's coming from all this right but it still doesn't look good as uh, as, a, as a politician as a mayor to he's still got stuff to answer for mm-hmm, to go out there and work there it looks like that you're supporting just WWE going there looks like they're supporting the country and you're supporting the country in a thing where you know they they 
killed somebody. I agree. Where the leaders killed someone. It's it's a horrible situation to be in, and I understand that it, it of course it was a difficult decision. But in my opinion, it was Vince's I, it was Vince's motive to go from the start. I, I don't think there was anything that was changing his mind. I don't think he ever even thought about it once. He probably could have said all these things to throw people off, so the insiders can tell the dirt sheets like, oh, they're not sure. And he could have been just like, ha ha ha, we're going anyway. You know how much money we're getting from this pal. And you know, it'll be interesting to see if they bring up the location this week on Raw and SmackDown. If it's confirmed, I assume they will. Um, about where this event is going to be. I have heard rumors that they've moved it to a smaller location because originally I believe it was supposed to be in a cricket ground. I don't know where it is right now, but I have heard rumors it'll be in a smaller venue. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Hopefully, God forbid, nothing horrible happens over there while they're there because a lot of people are very angry over this. Um, And, yeah, we're just going to have to wait and see what happens. But, again, Vince had a motive from the beginning. I don't think it ever crosses mind of changing it. Let's move on to... A pay-per-view that, you know, we, we can kind of, be happy about. We kind of forgot about. Evolution is this Sunday. It's days away. The all-women's pay-per-view, first one ever, is this Sunday. Um, lot, interesting matches on the card. I'm not a crazy fan of it, but there are some matches that really have grabbed my attention. Charlotte and Becky Lynch, Shayna Baszler, Kyrie Sane, Ronda Rousey, and Nikki Bella. I mean, the, the build-up to the match is actually going really well, I have to admit. It, I, it is going I, well. I can't wait for for Ronda Rousey to destroy Nikki Bella. Absolutely. And that'll probably happen within... I, I'd say the over-under for that match is probably five minutes. And that includes them just walking around the ring and talking. True. So I, I'd say probably about five minutes on that one. But what I'm really excited for, and you know, and we, and we talked about this off mic too, about you know how awful SmackDown was this week. Why didn't they end it with a Becky Charlotte angle? I don't know. Because I really don't know. That's something where it's like that's probably one of, if not the most anticipated matches going into this pay-per-view. Last woman standing, first time ever in the WWE, not fully because Oscar um, and Nikki, Nikki Cross, Cross did it, it in NXT. So first one in the WWE, choose your words carefully. Um, and this is a big deal. They built up this rivalry so well since SummerSlam, maybe even before SummerSlam when they started bringing the cracks to the Becky Lynch heel turn. And, you know, Australia, I thought, was a good match. It was a good ending because no one won, no one lost. So you have this last woman standing Excuse match, me. which I hope to God is the main event of this show. It needs to be the main it event of the show. It absolutely has to be the main event I know of the it's show. not going to be. It's going to be Ronda and Nikki Bella, and they're going to get booed out of the building We will it. see. We will we'll see. see. I hope it's Charlotte and Becky. If they deserve something, it's that. Especially when, to their credit, is the first time ever in the WWE. Mm-hmm. I guess we should run through the predictions real quickly. Yeah, so we'll start, obviously. I mean, do you want to predict the Women's Battle Royal? Just kind of give me a name of who you think is going to win that one. Well, there I'll go through the names real quickly. Tamina, Billy Kay, Peyton Royce, Ember Moon, Alicia Fox, Nia Jax, Dana Brooke, Asuka, Mandy Rowan, Sonya Deville, Carmella, Lana, Naomi. Uh, Nia Jax, I said that already. Tori Wilson, Michelle McCool, Alundra Blaze, Ivory, Kelly Kelly, Maria Kanellis, Molly Holly, and Zelina Vega. Um, I just think that Ember Moon's going to win. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I, I really can't really pick anybody, but I feel like anybody who should really have a 
I don't think she'll win the title if she does win, but I'm going to go with Evermoon to win. I'm going to give it to Nia Jax just because, you know, she's obviously the most, you know, the bigger one in the match, of course. I think she has the most experience in battle royals like this. I know she hasn't had much success in it, but when you bring in the legends, you bring in the past and the future, obviously they're going to give it to somebody in the present right mm -hmm. now because it is for a future women's title opportunity. I think they'll give this one to Nia Jax. Okay. Uh, let's go Sasha Banks, Bailey, Natalia versus the Riot Squad. It, originally, Molly Holly was supposed to be in this match when we, when we leaked the car. Hard, but I guess yeah, but they threw her in the battle royal. She, they threw her in the battle royal instead. So yeah, so Sasha Bailey Natalia Riot Squad. Who do you got and why? Uh, Sasha Bailey and Natalia. Yeah, that's there's no explanation. I'll I'll do that as well. The May Young Classic Final. I'm very excited about this one. Who mm. do you got in this one and why? This is very hard to predict. Very very hard to predict. Um, I want to say they went with Kyrie Sane last year. I'm. I'm going to say uh, Io Shirai. I'm going to go Tony Storm just to be devil's advocate and play against you here. Mm -hmm. Again, I think it's a very even match. It's a tough one to predict. You can really give it to anybody. Yeah, I think they'll give this to Tony Storm just to play against you. Okay. Um, let's go Kyrie Sane, Shayna Baszler for the NXT Women's Championship. Who do you got and why? Kyrie Sane. Yeah. I think Kyrie Sane's going to win, and uh, I feel like Shayna Baszler is ready to go up to the main roster. I agree. I think if there's any time for her to come up, it's right now. Uh, I Kyrie Sane can still do a lot in NXT with the championship. Um, yeah, I think it's time for Shayna Baszler to come up. Plus, another reason why I say uh, Io Shirai for the Mayon Classic is because I feel like they want to do Kyrie and Io for uh, like a, a, a dream match because they're two of the most popular female Japanese wrestlers. Would you set that up for Brooklyn Five if you if you could? Um. Well, if I say Io Shirai, I feel like they would do it at War Games. Isn't that a little early? Little early, but I feel like the the woman who wins the May Young Classic should be the number should, one contender for the NXT Championship. Okay, championship. fair enough. Okay, so so yeah, I think Kyrie Sane's going to win the title match. I think it's time to get Shayna Baszler up. Uh, the question for you though is before we get into the next matches, does she go to Raw or SmackDown? It's interesting. Um, I feel like I feel like naturally she would go to Raw. But with Rousey there, I don't know if they really want to put them against each other or put or them together, or together just yet. Plus, um, Jessamine Duke and Marina Shafir are, are still in NXT. Mm -hmm. so and they probably I will would, be for a while. Yeah. I would put Shayna Baszler on SmackDown. Okay. I think she's fitted there better. Especially because yeah. with Raw, it's, it's Ronda taking over the women's division. And, you know, surprisingly, she's done well with it so far. But she's not losing a belt anytime soon. I think Shayna Baszler would thrive on SmackDown Live. I think so, too. I, I think she would thrive there. So let's go Trish Stratus and Lita versus Alexa Bliss and Mickey James. Who do you got and why? Uh, I have Trish and Lita, but apparently Mickey James, I'm sorry, Mickey James, Alexa Bliss is probably going to be out of Evolution. Apparently she's been injured, uh, suffered, apparently she suffered a concussion. At I heard went, as of today, she, I heard as of today, she's good to go. Obviously that could change in a couple of days, but. Well, I think that's why they did the uh, Alicia Fox, Mickey James. Right, because they'll down. probably replace her. Um, Regardless, I think Trish and Lita are going to win. I would say if the match stays the same right now, I think it's Alexa and Mickey that wins. I think this would be big for Alexa Bliss to go over. Well, here's the thing, though. You have all these other legends, women, that are in this battle royal. They're not going to win this. You need at least some, uh, you know, 
female legends to win a match. Well, that's true, but also, you know, put put it this way. If Alexa Bliss gets replaced, I'll agree with you. I'm saying just strictly, if Alexa Bliss is in the match, I think this would be a huge win for her career to beat these two legends. And I see what you're saying here, but it, it does come down to the fact of how big could this be for Alexa Bliss to pin Trish Stratus or to pin Lita? Um, Trish Stratus is one of her heroes. Exactly. So if... if Alexa is in this match. I'm going to go with Alexa and Mickey. If it's Alicia Fox, I'm going to agree with you and say Trish and Lita. So kind of two predictions here. But then again, we don't know what's going to happen on Sunday with As that. As of regardless. right now, it's Alexa Bliss and Mickey James, so pick one. If it's state, okay, so if we're doing it as of what it says right now, then I'm taking yeah. Alexa and Mickey. Okay. Let's go to Ronda Rousey, Nikki Bella for the Raw Women's Championship. We should spend no more than about 25 seconds on this one. Go. Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey. Okay. Uh, Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair, the last woman standing match for the SmackDown Women's Championship. I almost said NXT Women's Championship because it almost feels like that. Almost, Who yeah. Who do you got? Why? Uh, this one's a little harder. Um, I love what Becky Lynch is doing right now. Cause, well, here's the thing. If they want to bring up Baszler, to, if potentially they can bring up Baszler to SmackDown after Evolution, you know, I feel like it would make more sense to have her shoot feud with Charlotte or at least build her up for a little bit. I'm going to say... I'm saying Charlotte. Here's the thing. And uh, we talked about this last week of rumors of Becky being hurt and she's dropping the belt if that's the case and it's bad. I'm taking Becky to win the match. I've been saying for a long time that this is going to start building Charlotte to win the Royal Rumble. Um, and she can feud with Shayna Baszler without the championship, obviously, because, you know, she'll be coming up as a rookie. She's not going for the belt just yet. I think this would be a huge momentum builder for Becky Lynch to win this match. And obviously, there must be a winner. It's last woman standing. Mm-hmm. Um I'm going to say Becky Lynch in this one, and I think we finally start seeing Charlotte Flair transition to something else leading into the Women's Royal Rumble in January. Okay. All right, so... That's pretty much it. That that, is evolution. That is evolution. Hopefully it's a lot better than the way it looks. I mean, from looking at this card, it looks way better than what was the supposed leaked leaked card. card. Um, It looks really good. And, And a good thing about this is the women of the past are not so much... Like it's not so much focused on them. It's more it's focused it's more on about the, the ones the now. women of today, which I like that a lot. Right, and I agree with that as well. Um, so that'll do it for this edition of the Not Another Wrestling Podcast. We'll be back next week to recap Evolution. We'll preview Crown Jewel, talk about everything else in between. I'm sure we'll discuss uh, what happens on Raw with Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins. Uh, what are they going to do on SmackDown Live? Things of that. Any other independent wrestling news? I'm sure we'll get into more we'll NXT. Start previewing War Games a lot more as well. We start heading into Survivor Series soon, um, so we'll do all that and more starting next week right here on the Not Another Wrestling Podcast for Sean McChesney and CJ Palmasano. We will see you next time.